we've become more distant. Mm. We say that we are more connected via technology. I don't think we are. What I see in a lot of the trainings and workshops and the things that I do, that people find it very hard to even be vulnerable towards each other. Trust Your Muse, the podcast exploring new ways of working. Hi, and a warm welcome to my podcast, Trust Your Muse. My name is Sarah, and I like to ask questions, and I like to learn. That is why I decided to spend one month in the Netherlands in October 19. And during this vacation, um, I was researching on the topic of future of work to find out what do they do differently here in the Netherlands than in my new work bubble in Berlin? I came across the so-called Holy Shit Show run by the 3310 School for Millennials and I got curious and decided to reach out to Wing Young Men, the founder, and I actually participated in her show, which was a lot of fun. I will link a video for you so that you get an impression of what the show is actually about. Wing is an impressive entrepreneur with a background in civil engineering. She worked for IBM, but decided to quit her career in the corporate world after having experienced a burnout in 2015. She took a good time off to recover and do some inner work and decided to start her own company. She follows her passion to help others through coachings and trainings. So I was very happy that she said yes to yeah, participate in this podcast. We talk about being an entrepreneur, generational differences, digitization and information overload, burnout prevention, and what it takes to make the right choices in life and live the life you want to live. Have fun listening and let's go. Let's dive into, uh, we were just about to figure out the miracle of your name. So I'm sitting here with Wing from 3310 School for Millennials. Yes, 3310 stands for the Nokia 3310 and represents the generation that the millennials are in. Um, we grew up with an analog life basically, but we got sucked in this digital era right now. And I think with the digital technology that, uh, that came along, a lot of other challenges came along with us. And uh, that we are not prepared at school to deal with these challenges. And it could be with internet, everything is more available. There is, everything is going faster. Uh, it's more 24 seven um, instead of, especially on work-wise, It's not going to work anymore. We can work from home. We can work in the weekend. We can work on the holidays. Uh, we can always be online, basically, and always be in touch with uh, other people. And I wouldn't say that it is a bad thing because now, uh, for example, um, having conferences with different people in the world and the time zone is easier, of mm -hmm. course. On the other hand, it also puts a lot of pressure and it blurs the line between work and life, which is very hard for, I would say, a young generation to define when life uh, starts and when work stops. And um, I think the younger generation doesn't see work as a nine to five thing. They wanted to see it as more of a lifestyle. We like to work because we like to contribute to something. But then you end up maybe in a company that is not as purposeful and then you still have to do your job and uh, to get paid. And it doesn't feel as 
we thought it would be because we are I think in some way raised to do what we want to do or at least to try to uh, get happiness out of the things that we do mm. and um, I would say that companies are not always designed for that because from the previous generations it was more like you get the job done you get paid and at some point you get retired and then you can enjoy life that's not how it works anymore at least not for the younger generation and I think for also the older generation they see that now too that you don't have to let's say suffer uh, in work and then uh, find your your bliss during retirement these changes makes it really hard for the younger generation to draw their own boundaries a lot of people talk about being burned out because of work I wouldn't say it's because of work only it's always a combination also with maybe something personal but uh, it's hard to define where that comes from because everything becomes one big pool of things mm. you are self-employed since 2016 okay so three yes three years cool and um I'm also self-employed and I feel you in terms of, okay, there's so much communication going on and you don't have this working hours, you know, that time frame, mm -hmm. you have to be very disciplined and how do you deal with it also, yeah, with, mm -hmm. with your own journey and, um, yeah. If you start for yourself... I thought to myself, I want to run a business like I want to run it. Before I was in the corporate world and I think my mailbox just got over flooded every day. Running your own business, I also had to find my own way because of course we are trained in a certain way from mm -hmm. school and studying mm -hmm. how you should work. Then you started a company and then you realize it doesn't work that way. Then you have to find a new way of working how a company works and uh, with procedures and I was in a very bureaucratic organization so if it, even they told me at my uh, job interview they said well you have to understand if you want to have a pen if you're out of pens and you want a pen you actually have you need a couple of autographs to get your pen because that's how it works or what you do you just go to the shop and buy one so that is how my organization was and when you start from scratch it's about finding your way in what suits you basically mm -hmm. people say well you, you you have to stay focused for for on one project for a long time and for me i get easily bored so even on a day daily basis i get easily bored so i have to find my way that my day actually is going to be entertain is entertaining me constantly mm -hmm. and uh, that takes a lot of iteration mm -hmm. in how to do with that um, of course you make mistakes, you try things out, you come across things that you would never thought before. For example, you might come at a stage where you have to do cold calling. This mm. is not something I've learned, but also taxes, administration, uh, working with clients. But at least what I always wanted uh, with everyone that I work with, it's always going to be a personal contact. So what I do is, even with a LinkedIn contact, I actually said it at my talk show, I said, if you add me on LinkedIn, we're probably going to have coffee because I always find it important to know who I'm going to talk oh, to. Okay. Um, it's, so I, how many coffees did you have for the past? I had a lot of coffees. <laughs> but I think it's important to... to it's it's easy, you know, to find someone, to, to send someone an invitation. And I usually get an invitation with a blank invitation. No, no, no personal, no, just like this. I was like, well, you know, I don't know you. Uh, how do you find me? Uh, why did you find me? Uh, and that, that's why I always wanted to at least cool. meet someone. Yeah. 
we've become more distant. Mm. We say that we are more connected via technology. I don't think we are. We are getting more distant with face-to-face contact, basically real contact. And really uh, what I see in a lot of the trainings and workshops and the things that I do, that people find it very hard to even be vulnerable towards each other. And it's something that we we all long for. We all want a real connection. We all want real relationships. But it's becoming harder because... It's more about the outside, everything is faster. Also in the business context, everything has to be faster and more efficient. So we communicate in that way. But I would say if you invest in a relationship, then the rest will be so much easier in communication because then you don't have to worry about what the other things or what the other expects. You can actually say it out loud because you feel comfortable mm-hmm. to do that. And then it's a more, it's a more happy conversation, mm-hmm. I would say. And um, yeah, so I do that also with all the trainings that I do. It's always going to be offline. So people say, why don't you do trainings online, webinars, I don't know, uh, YouTube videos. And um, I took the the hard way (laughs) because I think the power of the trainings, what I think is that people come together and really are in touch with each other with no phones and they really talk to each other and they really connect in that sense which makes us also uh, put things in perspective that we all feel the same things and it's okay to feel the same things and it's okay to feel sometimes unhappy or insecure or weak and uh, it's okay to ask for help too because we all want to help other people so I think that's the power for You give trainings for the millennials is it just millennials and do they have to be a certain age are are also 65 year old um, millennials welcome I said millennials because it can it relates to my own generation it's the generation I grew up with I always wanted to target the ones that actually started just started working Mm -hmm. that the ones that have their first and second job because I have a at that stage you are going to figure out what you actually want in life mm-hmm. you have studied you've uh, have the experience of working life and then you understand okay this is how the world works a bit how do I find my way in this world uh, but nowadays I also see a lot of students already struggle with questions as in what do I want to do where do I want to go uh, how do I see my future what if I don't like my studies mm-hmm. and um The school is actually designed for me to learn the skills, not to get burned out, to prevent mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, recently I've also done shows for generations from different ages. The show that actually you have been with, the yeah. Holy Shit Show. The Holy um, Shit Show. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we we varied from people that were like 20 until like maybe 50 something. So it, yeah. it it doesn't really matter really what age because the lessons that we teach everybody. It, it might be lessons that, that sound very common and they are common. They are old, let's say old lessons. It's just the, the packages may be different, uh, but it applies to everyone. It's all about like, are you insecure or do you doubt something or do you know where you want to go? We all have these questions. So Yeah, and I also don't think it relates to age that much no. because I've met a lot of people that are struggling age 40 up to yeah looking for okay what is my purpose what are my talents what do i want to do now i've worked shall i stay shall i switch like what's going to happen it's another stage in life and then 
but I want to be true to myself and I always I cannot teach I gonna say well I know the answers for every 50 year old in the world you know yeah. so uh, I'm just starting my business with my own experience and my own experience as a millennial mm-hmm. so I would leave, at least I will be authentic to other millennials okay. because we have we grew up in the same conditions okay. and if other people want to tag along very happy cool <laughs> and um, how do you teach burnout prevention how does that look like That's really hard because nobody really knows why we get burned out. So I use most of my own experience and via trainings that I do. Of course, I hear a lot of uh, stories from other people. And uh, that's how I base my knowledge on uh, on why we get burned out and my own research. Mm-hmm. And I would say I look in the conditions, how we grew up and how we are raised and how we live right now and uh, what is causing us stress basically because I think burnout is about losing energy structurally Uh, we all lose energy from things that we don't like to do for example uh, do I like to clean no you know certain things in life we have to do basically yes I actually like those but it's fine Uh, (laughs) life is not always fun We cannot say that life is going to be, you know, as one happy road to the end. No, it's not like this. But I would say that at least the energy balance and the balance of at least happiness, being content, should be in a plus. We should not lose energy or be unhappy structurally. Of course, sometimes you have a month where you really have to work hard for a project or anything that happens. You have to do that. That's fine. But at least the balance should be okay. You should restore yourself or recover from that. There's a lot of things that causes us stress. But uh, what I would say nowadays, especially for millennials, what causes the most stress is ourselves. And we have been creating this image of ourselves that the, the perfect version of ourselves and the perfect version of ourselves is based on the things that we uh, are are taught as in we should at least have the old values of success what our parents taught us you know have the money have the security have the house and everything but at the same time society also tells us we should be happy so we also put a pressure that oh I also should be happy so I should have everything and then I also should have a, a fun life because I see all these other people for example traveling partying Uh, meeting other people in the same time we have to make sure that everything is okay and that uh, we all uh, live up to an image that we think that other people have of us too and uh, especially when you look at older generation I get to hear sometimes what well, you are spoiled or why do you burn out now or you know there's a lot of misunderstanding so you want to in some way prove them wrong that you actually can do it And that is even more pressure and pressure and then the insecurities come because we don't open up towards each other about our insecurities so you just keep them inside and then you become more insecure because nobody opens up about it so we all think that we live a perfect life and then um, yeah then you lose a lot of energy mm-hmm. and then you might get burned out. And what you do then with the people is share your experience and open up a space so they can actually talk about so what I want with the school is that uh, it becomes very practical practical skills that we did not learn but are very useful nowadays and what I saw when I got burned out I got burned out myself is that there are a lot of workshops and trainings which are very good but they're very on the spiritual side mm-hmm. and um, and I would connect to that but I see a lot of people they think oh that's not for me mm-hmm. you know that's too much or that's too uh, too soft or too Mm-hmm. probably I don't yeah. know yeah. what I also realize is that of course you don't want people to be in a burnout first to then recover you want to prevent that so what do you learn then 
what I learned is basically skills, for example, how to make the right choices for yourself or mm-hmm. how to put less pressure on yourself or how do you change something in your life without uh, without procrastinating? Um, how do you sell yourself in, in a world where everything is about a good resume and a good everything with, without feeling that you have to sell yourself is a dirty thing uh, these skills i would say are practical because they all prevent you from at least losing a bit of energy on the, those things i see a lot of people getting paralyzed because of that because mm. they cannot choose or there's too much to to think of and then when you don't choose it just keeps being in the back of your head and it just sucks your energy basically or when you don't know why you do things or for who you do things you do things on autopilot and then yeah it might not be right for your body or for you so at least i want to make people aware and to start self-reflecting on the things that they do and when you're more conscious i would always say and i think everybody would say this in the world when you are conscious of the things that you do and why you do things you can make a choice of not doing it or doing it mm-hmm. What I liked about your show, uh, the Holy Shit Show, yeah. was that it was focused on fun. Mm. So uh, you were all dressed up, uh, you had all this kind of funny uh, things to put on yeah. your head or, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or throwing stuff at yeah. each other. So I like this approach. How do you relate? Having, you know, like this wasn't a burnout yeah. pre- prevention training, it was yeah. uh, about making the. That's burnout prevention. Yeah. It's basically it how to deal with the obstacles of life. Yeah. You know, if, if you have a setback, how to deal with that. Yeah. We all going to have setbacks anyway. What I wanted with my business, there's so many people that are coaches nowadays. There's so many trainings on these things. You know, you should know. <laughs> you meet a lot of them. I meet a lot of them. I connect to a lot of them. We want to teach the same lessons, but we all do it in a different way. And I always say in my trainings and what I do, I'm not going to say that I have the answer. I'm not going to say you're going to find a solution via me. I'm going to tell you what to do in life and this is great. What I do want to say is that if it works for you, it will be great that this method works for you. And at least I want you to have fun and meet new people. That is the minimum that you get from me. The generational question was one that really stuck into my head because I have a friend and he wrote an article about all those Generation Y stereotypes. Hmm. So I would love to uh, dive in a bit in this... Uh, stereotypes? Into, into <laughs> stereotypes. Well, not, not necessarily into the stereotypes. I also see it as uh, a danger that, you know, you get a stigma just because I grew up, I was born in generation, like in this yes. age. I, I ultimately, yeah, we're all the same. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. labeled as millennial. I have to admit, when I chose the name School for Millennials, I really doubt a lot because I didn't like the name millennial. Because I think if you're a millennial, you want to be unique and you don't want to be called millennial. So now it's becoming more accepted, but also well, I have to label my own generation and my generation. Of course, I cannot say we all are alike. We're mm-hmm. all different people. We're just people. We're not numbers. So, uh, but I had to put a label. <laughs> and millennial is what we are called fine but that's why I would rather say let's say or a Nokia generation or a Game Boy generation because I would say the conditions that we grew up in did affect in how we think and of course it doesn't uh, result in the same way with every person because you all have different personalities we all have different backgrounds and different upbringing but um, 
the world that we live in now, we all live in this world right now. Mm. Yeah. Do you then rather think this idea of generations, is it actually real or is it just a condition? So I think how I see generations, I also give a cross-generational workshop where uh, in companies where we put different generations together and uh, we label people in generations. But the reason is not to label people in generations as in, oh, you all think alike. No, they're all individuals. Like I said, we're all different. I think why you call it a generation is because uh, they grew up in a certain time frame where certain things happened in the world. You know, it's different conditions that we grew up in. In our generation, we grew up with everything is available. Everything is already there. We can travel what we want. We can uh, study what we want. We have a certain welfare. So I think that thinking differs from the older generations. They, they had nothing and they have to build up something. We have everything. Now we have the privilege to actually look for happiness in that sense. So there might be a misunderstanding as in for the previous generation, they think, well, you know, you just need to work hard and to work your way up and then you might be enjoying your life. For us, we already had that from the start. So then we have a different mindset in thinking and living our lives in the future. If you would transfer your trainings, your shows into the US, Would it be the same for this generation? Or? I don't know. So yeah, I of course I base things on on the experience that I had and the, and the trainings that I had, and they're mostly in the Netherlands. Mm. Soon we're going international. Oh. Oh, it's exciting, but it's Europe, so yeah. I cannot predict it will be the same because also of course the culture that you grew up in is different. What I always admire from, let's say, the warmer countries, they are more in touch with their feelings. At least they express them more than compared to the Nordic countries. If you look in the job market, everything is becoming international. One way, we all work in, in multinational or international companies. There's more, more cultures involved. And the other way, we're competing each other uh, against each other. Finding a job nowadays, you are competing against, against the rest of the world. And it causes also more stress for them, for us. Um, My background, my parents come from Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and I've been to Hong Kong many times, but I was not raised there. Uh, I've seen it and I've experienced it many times. And uh, I look at my cousins and my family. Are they different from me than I grew up? Yes, they have a different economy. They have a different lifestyle. Um, but what I do see is from this generation, and I can only say because I know people there, there's still a different pressure that our parents did not have. I talked to my brother, and he lives there now, and he says okay. there are more suicides. And maybe it's because we are more conscious or we are more comparing each other with different people all over the world that uh, I might see things from maybe people in America that I want. It's easier to, to compare ourselves now. And it's also easier, therefore, to get stressed about uh, the success someone else has. But yes, human rights becomes more important. Now people wake up, you know. I know from my previous, from my parents' previous generation, you don't challenge a government, you know. You, mm. That's just not in your culture. That is, you don't challenge at all your, your, your superiors or your parents or anything above you. And now you see that they get challenged. And that is, I think, a development that younger people strive for more equality. I think it's the right climate for that, but you see there's more inclusion with any mm. movements, any human rights movements could be on inclusion on transgenders, on mm. uh, women's rights, or on uh, minorities. 
when you talk about those topics, I feel very much energy coming <laughs> from you. So um, what thrives you? If you could uh, mm -hmm. choose, what is it? What do you um, want to create in your life? At some point uh, when I got burned out and I, I, I thought, okay, I want to start for myself. Basically, just to get to get confidence in myself because I come from engineering. Then I went to into consultancy, mm -hmm. and then I just wanted to see what are my real talents, and then you have to figure things out. But I also thought to myself, now is also the time to design a life that I want to live. How is that going to look like? So one of uh, the things, or a tip, or an exercise I tell people sometimes is, if you have a week your ideal week and you can live it all over every week for a year long what are the ingredients of that week and and it's really hard to think out of the structure because we think okay monday and friday i need to work and the weekend i can enjoy or something like that but just think of the elements and instead of focusing on the on the the task it focus on for example what i need in my life I wrote it down. There are seven things. Cool. <laughs> One is I need to be intellectually challenged. Mm -hmm. I want to have a creative outlet. Three, I want to work on my health. So it will be sports, eating, sleeping, and all those things. Find them important. Fourth is I want to help people. That's uh, I need to help people. At least I want to or inspire. Uh, five is that I need an outlet. I really need to do crazy. <laughs> That's basically, it doesn't matter how, it could be dance, it could be singing, it could be something, but I need that. I I realized if I just keep a very structured life, it, it doesn't work for me. I need to be spontaneous. Mm -hmm. um, I uh, Then six would be that I always wanted to learn new skills. Mm -hmm. I like skills, I don't know why. <laughs> like crafts and everything, so I like to figure things out. And seven is um, I always want to learn new things about myself. So if you looking at it in that sense, in, instead of looking at I want to have this career, I want this type of money, I want to have materialistic things or certain goals, and uh, see it more as, as in ways of living, just have like seven rule, five rules or something like that that you live by, then everything will oh, fit in. Yeah. yeah. So I really looked at like my social life, for example, who is giving me energy and why. And then I realized, yeah, because some people I want to connect because they inspire me in my intellect or they inspire me creatively or I could go do crazy with them, you know? So it all falls in that same thing. And then anything that you do in job-wise or, or personal things, does it fall in these things that you want, then that's okay. So like the movie of your week. Like the... Yeah. <laughs> and when was the last time or what do you remember you learned something first new in general mm -hmm. when you say you love learning new skills mm -hmm. and you learn something new about yourself I learn a lot of things about myself all the time I think any conversation that I have even this conversation I learn things about myself okay. uh, learning things about myself is what I do with basically life, life experience uh, either conversations that I have but also of course I always have Uh, I also have bad days, but then I think, why does it happen and what can I learn from it? And this sounds maybe a bit spiritual, but I think things will always repeat in your life unless you learn from it. Things are to have the same. I yeah. think I believe in the universe or something. Yes. 
and it it, um, oh, well, it gives you kind of the same chances all over again until yes, you until you learn until it, you, learn it yeah. or you take you know you really are brave yes and take it yes and then yeah that's so that's how I learn things about myself um, I've learned very recently that uh, that certain things I'm not ready for sometimes the timing is right and sometimes it's not and you feel it. I believe if you ask for it, and this sounds, this may be weird to ask the universe, but I would say if you say it out loud and you ask for it, you'll get it at some point. And then I realized for certain things, I don't want to ask it yet because I'm not ready yet. Because if I have it right now, yeah, it's not the right time. And when I learn something new, like a new skill, but I would say, yeah, performing. I've learned uh, all my life I had stage fright and that's why I've always put myself out there to train myself. Cool. And I have to admit since um, I think like a month ago, I felt I was getting more and more on top of it. Maybe one last question. How are we going to work in the future? I mean, you are uh, working with the millennials mm. or with the young adults yes. and all kinds of people. Yeah. What is your... Outlook. How are we going to work in the future, or now? Um, now yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> I think it's very hard right now. You see, a lot of big companies are in transition mm. due to technology, also due to resources. So they see they need to in some way catch up with everything, and it's really hard for them to catch up because they are so big. So you see a lot of startups that are growing, but I also see a lot of startups that are not going so well, even though expected mm. to go well. Today, for example, I gave a workshop and I had a conversation after. And is there space basically for people to make mistakes nowadays? We all know that from mistakes we learn, but is there space for people to fail? And uh, if we become constantly more efficient and more agile or putting pressure on a lot of things, or it, the space to really fail is not there and it puts a lot of pressure and a lot of insecurities on itself and a lot of doubt and that's not really healthy. So I would say um, it, it has to go both ways as in people should be more active in creating what they want to do uh, but also it should be accommodated that they are thriving in their own strength and their own talents. I would say that we all want to go more back to the core as in we want to do something good, we want to feel good, we want to do it together, we want to feel safe, we want to be ourselves at work, we don't want to be uh, excluded, so more inclusion in that sense. Your school exists, your initiative <laughs> exists to connect people and yeah, experience them together in a fun and good atmosphere, secure atmosphere, yeah. and maybe also distribute that feeling yes. within their network and their organization. So if you take a step back you can always look at it in a bit better perspective. Just to ask ourselves why are we doing this as the way we do. But also maybe sometimes have a mindset in thinking like what I said before with the seven things that I need in my life. Uh, I've learned a lot too. Okay, great. You're a very inspiring <laughs> woman and um, I wish you all the best. Thank you. And yeah, thanks that you opened up and uh, answered my random LinkedIn no, request <laughs> here and said, okay, I'm going to join your podcast. Yeah, I, I hope that also people that will listen to podcast will uh, reach out to you. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> and you're always welcome to visit me in Berlin. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, I'll follow you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Cool. <laughs>